Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Official broadcast partner of the University of Louisville, WLCL Sellersburg is 93.9 The Ville. It's time for the Victory Formation Sports Show, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Bringing you all things Louisville and everything in between. We've got a Louisville a legend, the greatest player to ever play for the University of Louisville, Mr. Daryl Griffith Sr. Griff, how's it going, sir? Good, man. We got a special guest in the building today. He is Mr. Peyton Siva. Siva, how's it going, sir? I'm good, man. Thank you guys for having me today. We've got two very special guests with me right now. We've got Trenton Flowers and his father, Travis Flowers. How are you doing, gentlemen? Good. I'm doing amazing. With the passion for sports meets the airwaves. We've got a lot to discuss. Name me the five coaches in the ACC better than Jeff Brown. That is why you brought in KB. And so when you only win four games, it's going to be interesting to see how all of this plays out. Give the show a call at 502-8150-939. Now, here's your host, Jeff Lightsey Jr. Ah, yes, yes, yes. We are here on another lovely Saturday here in the city of Louisville. James Black in the booth, Jeff Lighty Jr. here. And thank you, thank you, thank you guys for tuning in to the Victor Formation Sports Show. 8150-939 is the call-in number. 8150-939-3831-9339 is the text line. 3831-939 is the text line if you want to get in here because we've got a ton to talk about today. College football, the video game 25 is coming out this year. Obviously, we are united as a fan base more than we've ever been before. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's good for me because I'm tired of seeing y'all arguing all over the internet. And so much more. Lamar Jackson had some interesting comments about the new college football game. Uh, it's a bunch of stuff happening in the sports world. Louisville doesn't play. They're off. They don't have basketball today, so that's uncommon. Uh, and, and we got a ton, a ton, a ton of stuff to get into today. Now, let's start right with our Wednesday game <laughs> against Notre Dame. Louisville men's basketball played a basketball game at the KFC Yum Center on Wednesday in front of a home crowd with celebrating some of their icons in the black community here in the city of Louisville. Wade Houston, among others, were honored. Dope Black History Month jerseys that I really always loved. I loved them when they broke them out last year. It just wasn't a great opportunity to really showcase those uniforms. Not not last year and certainly not Wednesday when they played Notre Dame. Now, Notre Dame came in. It was honestly a battle of the worst, right? Louisville was coming off a bad loss to, to Pittsburgh where Henson scored 41 points on them, hit nine threes on them. And you're playing the, who at the time was the worst team in the ACC and you were the second Excuse me. It was a time, a chance to prove that you're not the bottom of the barrel of the ACC. And what do you do? Home game. Black History Month jerseys. Black legends being honored. And you lay an egg. You lose 72 to 55. I feel like I've gotten all of my anger out of the way. And now we're getting to the point where people thought we were we got too early in the season. But now I finally feel it setting in. The apathy moment has come in. People are no longer angry. I don't think. Well, I mean, maybe they are. I don't know. I don't want to speak for everybody. But I think the inevitable is reign supreme everybody understands this is over ov done finito bada boom over <laughs> it's over it's over and anybody that was holding out hope this loss to notre dame who was the worst team in the acc or a second worst you're the worst now and you lose by 22 points at home when everybody in college basketball is losing on the road notre dame comes into your house puts their feet up, winning your refrigerator, 
make themselves a sandwich and say, this is my house. This is my house. That's what Notre Dame did. And they did it because they're a well-coached team. Notre Dame's just not very talented. Notre Dame, leading score, returning score, averaged two points per game. Their best players are two freshmen, one being the coach's son. And he scored, what, how many did he score again? Let me make sure I say this right. Shrewsbury scored 23 points. Burton scored 16. It's two freshmen. Their best players are two freshmen. They don't have the excuse of the young people, the AAU circuit, having to coach things out of people, uh, telling people what to do and them not doing. They don't make those excuses. Their head coach, Mr. Shrewsbury, uh, from Jeffersonville, Indiana, his family is literally Louisville fans. And even they have no answer for what is going on. And I think collectively as a fan base, what took place on Wednesday is that we all, 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 all of us can recognize this is over. As as staunch as of a Kenny Payne fan as I was, and, and I still like Kenny Payne as a man, he just can't be my basketball coach. I mean, I can like you all day. I love my brother. I wouldn't let my brother cut my hair. You know, you can love somebody and, and they just not fit, <laughs> equipped for the job. You get what I'm saying? Like, I love my mom. I lo- I would lay my life down on, for my mom or for my woman or whatever, but they, I wouldn't let them be my barber. You know what I mean? Like, I, I wouldn't let them uh, uh, dress me. And then, like, there's certain things people aren't equipped for. Certain things people just don't have the capability to do. And Kenny Payne just, we can love him all we want. But he just doesn't have the capability of being the head coach of ba- uh, Louisville basketball. Like, just like I wouldn't let my bar- my brother be my barber, I wouldn't let Kenny Payne be my coach another day. That's okay, Kenny. I mean, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's fine. He understands it because guess what? He wouldn't let me cut his hair either. He actually is more serious about that than me. I might even like, like I, ain't, I ain't really feeling it. My brother's, hell no, he wouldn't let me cut his hair. There's no way in hell. My brother is a pretty man. Like, he he like he keep this together. He like James Black. <laughs> right, yeah, right, he right. like James Black. They keep it together. You know what I mean? Me, I might be rough a little bit. But my brother, James Black, they, they real – it ain't a single follicle of hair out of place. <laughs> like, and so, therefore, Kenny's just not equipped to be the basketball coach, man. And 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 it took a, some of us longer than others. Like, some were out after 4-28. And, and it's okay. I wasn't. But some were out. Mark Blankenmaker. And, and they made it public. Public proclamation. Said, hey, it needs to be over. And they took heat for it. Mark got killed for saying... He thinks the school should fire him at the one year. Well, he looked like Nostradamus right about now. <laughs> Mark, what's the lottery? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, cause you you predicted this in March of twenty three. You said this should be over. Now, I need to see what the lottery tickets are sitting for. I need you to, to predict some more stuff because this is over, guys. This is over. We've got we have five. Count it down: one, two, three, four, five games left of this. And if you like, I said, if you're the staunchest of supporters, like I was. You understand, you held out for a long time. I didn't hold out this long, but if you held out long enough, Notre Dame lets you know because it shows you the trajectory of both programs. Notre Dame and Louisville. Now, Notre Dame is only in year one of their rebuild. Louisville's in year two. And in year year one of Notre Dame's rebuild, they beat Louisville by 22 points. They've won four games in a row. When's the last time Louisville had a four-game winning streak? They've had eight wins on the season. Notre Dame's on a three, four-game winning streak. Their coach during the season, once again, Coach Shrewsbury said he came to a podium after they had got blown out. I don't know by who. It was early in the season. It was like November, October, November, in that range. And he went to a podium, and he said, I will go to the to compliance with my players to help them find a new school because this will not be tolerated. This will not be accepted. This is not how we're going to play basketball. He said, I will help them find a school because it will not be tough. It had to be before December because I remember he said, we'll do it during the Christmas break. We will help you find a school during Christmas break. That way you can be eligible to play next semester. And guess what? All his team did was respond in a positive way. They tightened the hell up and they started winning basketball games. They're still not a very good team. They're not talented at all. Louisville is way more talented than Notre Dame. Notre Dame is just... They just have a better basketball coach. Like they have a guy that's equipped for this job. They have a guy that understands the that understood the challenge that he took on. They have a guy that is not making any excuses. They have a guy that understands, like, hey, at Notre Dame, 
at a Power 5 basketball program where I'm getting paid millions of dollars to lead this program, there is a certain standard without the history. Notre Dame doesn't have nearly the history of a Louisville basketball, but without the history, there is a certain standard that we live by when it comes to playing basketball for the University of Notre Dame. And that's all we've been asking for for two years, to understand that there is a standard, there is a responsibility when you are the head basketball coach at the University of Louisville that you owe not only your fans, your team, this city, but you owe yourself. You owe it to yourself to go out there and put your best foot forward. You go out there and put the best product on the court that you can do. And that simply hasn't happened. That simply hasn't happened. Kenny Payne, unfortunately, took this job as a joke. He took this job as a joke, a multi-million dollar job where you get paid three and a half million dollars per year. You yourself, your staff gets nearly half a million or up. Everybody on the staff gets half a million or up pretty much. And you have everything to your advantage, a 22,000-seat arena, the Cuba Center, one of the top, uh, some of the best facilities in the entire country. Outside of the arena that you actually play in, all the other facilities are top-notch. An NIL war chest in the 502 circle, community leaders, fans, supporters that want you to be successful more than any other program on campus. Let's be real. Louisville men's basketball is the most supported. It could be the most criticized, but it is the most supported and the most beloved with the richest history on any athletic programs uh, program on campus. Point blank, period. And you took this for a joke. Took it for a joke. And if you say, Jeff, he didn't take it for a joke. Well, 12 wins in two years. We're, we'll be in March next week. Think about this. We'll be in March of next week. Kenny got hired in March of 2022. So in two, almost two calendar years, you have 12 wins. 12 wins. And you have five guaranteed games left on the season. And Biscuit asked me yesterday when I was on here with him filling in for Mark Ennis. He said, how many games do you think they win? In those last five, you got four regular season games, three of them at home, one against Duke, and one in the ACC tournament. And I said, man, I I mean, I think they can win two. I think. But what is the likelihood of them winning two? You just lost by 22 points at home to who was supposed to be the worst team in the conference. They had the worst record. Now you do. And you will finish 15th out of 15 teams in the ACC for the second year in a row. It's unacceptable at the University of Louisville. It's unacceptable. Especially when you have operating budgets that double some of the, double the size of some of the schools in the ACC. You're about to finish dead last again? Dead last again. That, that, that just won't work. That just will not work. Let me read some of your text. 8150-939 is the call-in number. 3830. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're going to get into that, James. James just told me we've got Kenny Payne on whether he's thinking about uh, year three and whether he'll be back. But let me read some of your text before we get into that because that's a whole different thing. Texter, I'm no longer angry at the losses. I'm angry at the lack of action being taken. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's sad, man. It's beyond sad. Texter. Probably would have been over still, but wonder how different things would have been with the full roster and Flowers not leaving. Now, here, I, that's a good that's a good text, right? The thing is, obviously, you expect that if if Trenton doesn't leave before the season start, if Dennis Evans isn't declared, you know, medically ineligible, and if everybody stays healthy, you expect a better team. But what? So you don't know. We don't know. I think that you can. You can guess that they'd have more wins simply because they'd have more talent. But what you do know is that the talent wouldn't be maximized. That's what you do know. You don't know how good they would have been. But what you do know is that it would not have been maximized. So if you exp- if you came into the year with the roster that was at hand and you thought 20 wins, well, you know that wouldn't have happened. Right? Like if, you're, if your maximum thing is like 20 wins, you know 20 wouldn't have happened. Now you're you hope more than eight would have happened. (laughs) Like, there's no way anybody predicted eight wins going into March at the beginning of this season. If you did, you're better than me because I ain't no way in hell. My standard never changed. 
I said you got to win 20 games and be a bubble team for the tournament for me to even consider a year three. But at the same time, I understand some people have more laxed expectations. Their lax still wasn't eight wins. Their lax probably was 13 or 14 or 15 wins. Not eight. Not eight. Let's, let's read some more of your text messages. Just texters, think about how bad we would have lost to Notre Dame if Clark didn't go off. Yeah. I mean, we still lost by 22. <laughs> what do you mean, how bad? 22. See, that's the thing. This is why this has to end. Because 22-point losses are now normal. We, Kenny Payne has lost 50 games as a head coach. 30 of them have been by double digits. 13 of them have been by 20 or more. And the only reason why it's not more than the 13 is because they were down 25 and then the team that we were playing put the scrubs in and they end up losing by 17. So you were down 25 and the loss, oh, shrunk to 17. Uh, but the final score was 18, a 19, a 12. Or but you were down to Like, so you, I, when I read, when, when that was read, I think it was read on Strebel's show that we only have 13 20-point losses during his tenure. And even he was like, dang, I thought it was more than that. And I damn sure thought it was more than that. But the reason why we all thought it was more than that is because you cut it off when you was down 25. Yeah, in the final score, you end up losing by 17. But at the same time, like, you last remembered. I was down. We was down 31. We was down 27. We was down 22. And then a couple of the walk-ons come in, hit a couple, few threes. You know, our starters still in when their walk-ons are in. And you, you uh, we only lost by 17. <laughs> we only lost by 19. Yeah, but you were down 27 the whole entire game. I watched the game. So, ah, oh man. James, we, we can go ahead. So, this was Coach Kenny Payne, yeah, at the podium, talking about his job security and whether he's worried about if he'll get a year three. Kenny, just after a loss like this, are you concerned about your job security and, and what is the mentality like after a game like this? I really worried about my job security. I'm only concerned with how do I get these guys to play better. Um, my mentality is that I want to win every day. I want to win tomorrow in practice. I want to win tomorrow in film session. Um, I want to do the things to help these young players get to where they need to get to. I want them to become a better team. Um, I want them to love each other and play and respect each other. Uh, okay. So there's that. Shout out to uh, shout out to my guy Dusty Baker asking the tough questions, man. And and so we've got Bob Valvano asking the same question about whether he thinks he should get another year. This is the most unpleasant question, but they ask it, they ask us. Forgive me for asking it. Do you feel under the gun for next year? Do you do you think about getting a Let's pause on that really quick timeout. I didn't like the way Bob set that up. That's been grinding my gears. Oh man, I you know I got you. Yeah, Bob, you gotta ask it. When you got thirty double digit losses, it ain't that uncomfortable. No, we you ask the tough question. You see Dusty, he just said, "Hey, Kenny," you know. He he got a little. Hey, Kenny, I mean, you know, he didn't even give a precursor. We don't need a precursor. The question is legitimate. You just lost by twenty two points to Notre Dame. Notre Dame had nine wins coming into the game. They had one more win than Louisville. This is not. They don't need a precursor. I mean, it's unfortunate. I gotta ask. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate to us that you gotta ask it. It ain't unfortunate to Kenny. Kenny coached these games. Just ask the question. Yes. Do you think you'll be back? Cause we know you won't. We damn sure don't think you'll be back. So yes, just ask the question. Oh, man, it's unfortunate. I gotta ask it. You know, man, I mean, gotta. No. Yeah, just ask it. Just see what he thinks. We we don't. I mean, I, I, no disrespect to Bob, but we don't care what you think because even the simple fact that you're giving a precursor. No, we don't need all of that. <laughs> we just need to see what the man thinks. Because guess what? It don't matter what he thinks. <laughs> he ain't coming back. It don't even matter what he thinks. It, we're just curious to hear it, but it don't really matter. Okay, James. All right, I had to get to that. That's been, been bothering me. <laughs> okay. This is the most unpleasant question, but they ask it. They ask us. Forgive me for asking it. Do you feel under the gun for next year? Do you do you think about getting a year three, or that the likelihood is not there, or is there? What, what's your response? Because I don't speak for you, so I don't know yeah. what to say. How I, do you respond? I don't worry about it. Um, I know when I took the job, when I came here, what I said. I still believe in what I said. It's not an easy fix. Um, 
and I just said it to them in the press conference in there that I know this is going to change. Um, I know that we can change it. Um, I also know how hard it is to change it. Um, and I hope that people will acknowledge that this team has gotten better from year one to year two. Um, and then we're only going to get better. Um, so that's, to be honest with you, Bob, my thing is win the day. Mm-hmm. It's not worried about anything mm-hmm. else. Oh, my God. Oh. The only thing worse than the way the question was asked was the answer. I know it's going to change. No, the hell you don't. I mean, how can Kenny go with a straight face and say he knows this is going to change when he's got 12 wins in two years and the last guy, Mike Pegues, had 13 wins in one year? <laughs> and I hope that people will acknowledge that this team has gotten better oh my God. from year one to year two. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, my God. It's gotten better for me. So, so we're admitting this is year two? Because at first, you know, at first this was year, this, this is actually technically my year one. <laughs> and I guess he got worse. Hey, Kenny, hey, you better not ever say that goofy stuff ever again. Word to Coach Payne, do not ever refer to last year's year zero and this is year one ever again. Like I'm sure Greenwell was working overtime, double time, to make sure that don't ever get said again. And and to say that there's an improvement from year one to year two, I mean, I would hope so. Because year one was just, I don't know, the worst season in the history of basketball. And if it wasn't for year one, what would this season be? I don't know. The worst season in Louisville history. <laughs> like if it, if last year wasn't so bad, this year would be considered the worst season in the history of Louisville basketball. The only reason why it's not is because we witnessed last year. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, bro. I have to laugh to keep from crying, guys. I'm a college football person, all right? My favorite sport is college football. I like it more in the NFL. I like it more than college basketball. I like it more in the NBA. That is my favorite. Like, that is my favorite. But my my love and affinity with the University of Louisville came with Louisville basketball. My first memories of Louisville basketball go back to Rick Pitino's opening year or his early years and players like Luke Whitehead and Reese Gaines. And then it transformed and it grew with my cousin Larry O'Bannon and his Final Four team, Taekwon Dean, Francisco Garcia, Ellis Miles, et cetera, et cetera. So those, that were my formative years with the Louisville Cardinals. Though that is how I became a Louisville fan, right? Like you have to, in, in your fandom, because Louisville football, it, it was end up like Bobby Petrino 1.0, the, the early years and stuff that came too. But Louisville basketball and Rick and Freedom Hall and going to a game with my sister who, when she was in college at the University of Louisville, taking me to a game and do, oh my God, that those is that is how I became a Louisville fan. Like yeah, your parents are Louisville fans and and they want you to root for the cards, but you have to formulate your own memories. You have to formulate your own fandom. You have to, there has to be a pivotal moment in your life or, you know, even if your parents root for a team, there has to be something that gravitates and pull you in. And for me, it was Louisville basketball. It was Luke Whitehead. It was Reese Gaines. It was Coach Patino. It was the White Suits. It was Freedom Hall. It was going to the game. And if you, if your formative years have been this, these last two years, <laughs> I hate to tell you, you're probably a Kentucky fan. I mean, like, if your formative years on college basketball in the city of Louisville have been during the Kenny Payne era, you probably root for Kentucky. I mean, you probably root for Western. You probably root for somebody else, not the cards. I can tell you that. And so that is that is what's so disheartening. That is what hurts so bad. And it, it stinks, man. It stinks. James telling him we got to take a break because we got bills to pay. When we come back, we're going to talk about that Louisville football team. We're going to have a special guest this fall. I got to tell you guys about that and how exciting that's going to be. Also, NCAA, EA Sports is coming out College 25. What we're looking forward to with that game and some of the connections to the University of Louisville. You're listening to the Victor Formation Sports Show right here on 93.9 The Ville. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. 
with video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. This is Jeff Houston, and you're listening to the Victory Formation Sports Show right here on 93.9 DeVille. You're listening to the Victory Formation Sports Show right here on 93.9 The Ville. Give the show a call at 502-8150-93.9. Now, here's your host, Jeff Lightsey Jr. Ah, yeah, that sweet sounds of Bobby Blue Bland right there. Man, my grandmama loved her some Bobby Blue Bland. Ah, oh, man, I miss Miss Thelma. But anyway, Bobby Blue Bland, man. So, James, this is this is crazy because <laughs> one, of the, one of the funniest memories I have with my granny was her and her sister, Betty, right? We were all hanging out at her house. Right, right. And they were both huge fans of, like, they're both huge fans of Bobby Blue Bland. And I heard my Aunt Betty say this. Now, this is a lady that's in her 80s, by the way. She said, I said, like, she said if Bobby Blue Bland was on stage right now, and he could hawk a loogie in my mouth. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, oh, hey, what's going on? I don't know. I didn't uh, think we was going down that. I didn't think we was going down that road when she said that. I was like, okay. Oh, that's too much. Oh, man. <laughs> what artist is like that for you, Jeff? It Jay ain't Z. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't, I promise you, it ain't, it ain't one. It, I done heard some wild stuff. I didn't expect to hear that from my, from my auntie, man. So that was that was pretty funny. Now, J- James, you know I love doing the trivia. Do you know who sampled that song? And and what artist, what song, what album, like any of those? Because you're a musician, James. I expect you to do better on these trivias, man. Right. I <laughs> do, but I don't know the name. It's escaping me right now. So ain't no... I, I'm going to go with DMX, um, but it's probably somebody else. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's Jay-Z. <laughs> it's Jay-Z's. Sampled by Kanye West for a Jay-Z song called Hard to City. Oh, so I Hardest, knew it was Hard in the City. Yeah, Hard in the City. Hard in the City, man. It's, it's Jay-Z, man. He, no, I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, old Bobby Blue Bland, man, been sampled a ton of times, specifically by Kanye West. Now, going back to sports. Get back to sports. Back to sports. You know, tired of hearing me talking about my auntie and her fantasies about Bobby Blue Bland. <laughs> College Football 25 is coming out this year. College Football 25, EA Sports is reviving their college football video game after a 10-year hiatus, basically because of NIL. You know, before NIL was a thing, players in different coalitions had formed and lawsuits had been formed against EA for not paying the players for using their likeness, and rightfully so. And so EA has come out and said that, like, now that they're reviving the game, they've given given players... 134 FBS football teams giving players the option to opt in into the game, meaning EA will be allowed to use their likeness and all their stuff. The colleges have opted in. 134 colleges are all good to go. And with the comp- the compensation package, the NIL agreement, essentially, that they've you know agreed to, $600 for each athlete that decides to be into the game and you get a free copy of the game. Now, $600, and they expect 11,000 athletes to opt into the game. So if you do 11,000 times, oh, shoot, let me do 11,000 times $600, meaning EA will pay out roughly $6.6 million to collegiate athletes for the video game. Now, 
our good friend Ty Spalding because some players are more valuable than others, of course. You know, players like Travis Hunter, Shador Sanders, Quinn Ewers, hell, even an Arch Manning, even though he's a backup, are worth more than the $600 EA will be given to him. And so these guys have been allowed to negotiate you know, more than the $600 compensation package. And then there's some guys that actually surprised me that actually get a chance to negotiate. And one of those being Louisville quarterback Tyler Shuck. So Ty Spalding, shout out to Ty, put out yesterday. This is a tweet from Ty. It says, Louisville quarterback Tyler Shuck has been selected as a priority athlete agreeing to negotiate uh, to negotiate marketing deal with EA Sports that goes beyond the initial $600. And the reason why, well, obviously, Ty's connected, but you know these things because certain athletes were allowed, uh, were given their own graphic to post and say, hey, I'm in the game, along with uh, commentators like Chris Fowler, Kirk Herbstreet, Desmond Howard, uh, David Pollock, et cetera, et cetera. Now, this actually surprised me. As much as I want Tyler Shuck to be really, really good, and and that's not to say he won't be really, really good, I didn't think he would be a priority athlete. One, because the last three years he hasn't finished the season. I mean, let's just just put it out there. Two, he's currently still hurt. (laughs) Something that Coach Brom didn't have. He voluntarily told us that Tyler Shuck is still not 100% healthy. Now, he is expected to be healthy for spring ball. At the same time, he is not healthy right now. And when Brom said that it concerned me, I think I told you guys then, I, was like, mm, I don't know, I'm a little concerned about that. You know, for a guy that's in his seventh year, for a guy who has not been able to finish a football season since 2020, right? COVID. And for a guy who is 25 years old that is currently still nursing an injury, I am not thrilled about hearing that. All at the same time, if Brom is the coach we all want him to be, if Brom is the coach some of you say he is, then this shouldn't be an issue. The quarterback excuse cannot be that this year, an excuse. Let me repeat. The quarterback excuse cannot be that. It cannot be an excuse because you had all offseason. You had all year to develop the current quarterbacks on the roster. The young guys, the the Pierce Clarksons, the Brady Allens, the even if you're a Harrison Bailey fan, had a year to develop them. You had an offseason to go get a guy who wasn't hurt if you wanted them. Get a guy who has finished football seasons in the past. And you had that time. And so if he is the guy that you think he is, or if he if Brom, meaning Brom quarterback cannot be an excuse because here's the thing everywhere else looks to be really 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 good you you went and upgraded your receiving core you went and you lost two studs of running backs in Garendo and Jawar Jordan but you picked up a really good one in Penny Boone a solid one in Donald Chaney two high school guys that I think are going to be really really good collegiate players and you kept Maurice Turner your defense, you were able to keep Ashton Gelati and Quincy Riley on that side of the ball and went out and got some really good players. You upgraded the tight end room. You went out and got offensive linemen. And apparently one of your better offensive linemen couldn't play last year, and so he'll be back, Lance Robinson. And so everywhere else almost has either upgraded or stayed the same. The only one I said that stayed the same because we don't really know the question mark is running back. But we know those guys are good. We just don't know if they're better than Gorendo and Jawar. And so everywhere else you've either upgraded or stayed the same. Quarterback cannot be an excuse this year. Quarterback cannot be a hindrance. You can't win games this year now. In spite of your quarterback this year, you need to win games because of your quarterback and seeing Tyler Shuck get that EA sports uh, endorsement makes me think, man, maybe he's the guy, but he can only be the guy if he's on the field. He can only be the guy if he's playing. He can only be the guy if he's available. Sticking with Louisville football, Louisville football is going to get a very, very popular guest this fall to come up for a game. So Luther Campbell, better known as Uncle Luke, from the crew known as Two Live Crew. You know, James knows a little something about that. Nah, he's a, he's a holy man. He, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't know nothing about no Two Live Crew. But anyway, Mr. Luther Campbell added one of Louisville's 
director of player personnel, one of their coaches on their staff, Coach Jay Hova, John Heron, who's really, really known, has deep ties in, in South Florida, is the reason why Louisville was able to land Ja'Cory Brooks. Ja'Cory Brooks, the wide receiver from Alabama, directly stated that Coach Heron, Coach Hova, was a big part of why he came to Louisville. Donald Chaney, the running back from the University of Miami, pointed directly at Coach Hova, Coach Heron, as why he came to Louisville. So Luther Campbell, who is a big University of Miami guy, he's a big Florida guy, but loves him some Coach Hova. Added Coach Hova, said at Coach J. Hova, make sure you have the VIP treatment for me when I come up for the Miami game. This was a couple of days ago. And Coach Hova responded, I got you. And I have a nice bottle of Pappy for you. Who is Coach Hova's connect? He got a bottle of Pappy. Send me one. But that gives you an insight on how much, how, how we're all looking forward to this football season. We're all looking forward to the football season for a number of reasons. One, we won 10 games last year. Like <laughs> some people on these here airwaves predicted me. <laughs> I predicted we'd win 10 games. Now, I didn't think we'd have 10 games and 10 wins and 11 tries. I didn't I thought we'd finish the season with 10 wins. But then we had a little skid and we only finished with 10 wins. At the same time, that was awesome. It was awesome, too, because we were coming off the worst basketball season in the history of Louisville men's basketball. So that made last fall that much more awesome. And then this fall is going to be awesome because we feel like we have a better team. We have our coach in year two. We've upgraded essentially every single position. And we're coming off the second worst season in the history of Louisville men's basketball. So that helps. So and there is higher expectations like ACC championship game type of expectations. Like we could mess around and be in the college football playoff type expectations. Like those are the expectations that are now been bestowed at the feet of Coach Jeff Brom and the Louisville football team. And and that is why this upcoming fall, even this upcoming spring for spring ball, is highly anticipated and a lot of people are looking forward to it, including some people that don't even live here. Some people that are celebrity figures are looking forward to seeing what Louisville football will be able to do. Now, Texter says, what's up with TJ Capers? Uh, as far as I know, TJ Capers is on the roster. As far as I know, TJ Capers uh, is is recovered. I think he is okay. He was hurt. all. So let me, let me give you a little backstory if you don't know. TJ Capers was the five-star recruit that committed to Louisville on uh, during the Army All-American game last year, and he enrolled early. He skipped his last semester of high school to enroll early because he had an ACL injury that he was recovering from, and Louisville doctors were able to help him recover. But essentially, last year was a red shirt for him because he, he wasn't healthy. He was recovering from a torn ACL that he suffered during the season. And so this year, they've kept his name pretty quiet. They haven't said a lot about him uh, up until this point. But I think that is strategic. I think because they don't want to put too many expectations on him. At the same time, people like yourself and myself are looking forward to seeing what he's able to do this spring. Like, I'm looking forward to seeing TJ Capers out there on the on the field during spring ball. And that'll be awesome. And if he's healthy, I know he'll do some amazing things uh, during the season. And so, yeah, TJ Capers, highly anticipated. Uh, and if you're able, whether he's going to play, I think they're going to play him on the edge. More so than like a stand-up linebacker, he'll be like a, a hand-in-the-dirt outside linebacker, edge rusher, and that is you can never have too many pass rushers. You can, especially if they're really good. That's why getting someone like Ashton Jalak helps a ton coming off an 11-sack season. See if he can duplicate that or get even better. And potentially having a guy like TJ Capers, who was highly regarded, highly ranked, highly recruited, if he's on the edge to go along with your two Inside linebackers returning and Stan Quan Clark, who everybody loves. I mean, there there hasn't been a bad word said about Stan Quan Clark, another Coach Hova product. There hasn't been a bad word about Stan Quan Clark since he arrived on campus. Hell, even before he arrived on campus, Coach Brom specifically called him out and said he will be one of the guys that could play very early. And he was the only freshman 
to break his red shirt because he played that much because he's that good. And I have to expect him to take another step up in year two. So I don't want to get too football nerdy, but man, I cannot wait till the spring ball starts. Oh my God. Especially with the misery of this basketball season, spring ball cannot get here soon enough. That's another texter. It says texter, uh, had Kenny ever been on the radio there besides a post game? Uh, as far as I know, no. Kenny has, uh, as far as I know, I don't want to misspeak, but I don't think Kenny has ever been on a Mark Ennis show or Maben show or Diener show or even even a 680 show like Louie or Strebel. Like I don't think he's ever been on anybody's show as far as I know. He, he dang sure ain't come on here. We, we'd love to have you, Coach. Uh, we've had Nolan on the show before, but we have never had Kenny Payne. Uh, and with about five games left, I don't think we will ever have Kenny Payne on the staff. Now, I mean, on the show. Now, I, I want to speak with basketball. I did. I, I heard a debate. And I think I've talked. I've addressed this on the show before about the whole Nolan Smith thing. Like, because we all, I mean, pretty much we're all on the same page after that 22-point home loss to Notre Dame that the, the end is near for the staff and for Coach KP, and we'll get a, we'll more than likely get a new guy. And others, and uh, the money has concerned a lot of people, right? Where are we going to find the money to not only pay for KP's buyout, but then potentially buy out a Nate Oates? whose buyout is 10 million or a Chris Beard who allegedly has buyouts between four and 6 million or uh, a Scott Drew or Eric Musselman or whoever, because all of those coaches are going to have buyouts. Like all of the, I mean, Mick Cronin, his buyout is 20 million and it drops to 16. And so where are we going to find this money? And at first that did seem like a legit concern because, you know, naturally we're paying a lot of buyouts. We're still paying Tom Jurich, still paying Chris Mack. I think you just finished paying Papa John's, um, and it's it's kind of messy. You know what I mean? Like, it's really, really messy. But then, some of my good friends who would know about this these things better than me, Ty Spaulding and Eric Crawford, have recently come out. I guess they've gotten the green light to say, buyouts won't be an issue. And knowing that makes me feel a whole lot better <laughs> knowing that buyouts or money is not a concern it won't be an issue that either someone is footing the bill or the university has scoured up enough funds to make it happen that makes me that puts me at ease because it doesn't limit our candidate pool it doesn't limit who we can get if knowing that buyouts won't be and now they're not going to pay a $20 million Mick Cronin buyout, I don't think. But knowing that a buyout for Kenny isn't an issue, you don't have to wait to April 1st because waiting to April 1st just doesn't make any sense. When when you or you're probably going to let your coach go the day after the day of shame game at the ACC tournament, there's no reason to wait for April, to April 1st. Like that doesn't make sense. And so with knowing that and knowing that you're going to cast a wide net for your coaching search it puts me at ease it puts me at ease oh my god it puts me at ease it makes me feel so good because i know that we're going to get the guy that josh heard wants and i have i have faith in josh Hurd. i have faith in josh i have faith in that in that athletic department and they understand what winning can do they understand more so than just a financial of course there's financial implications of winning of course there is like in the building morale is good but they know what it does for the city man like they under they felt like here's the thing what what it's even better than anything for that football season is that it reminded this city reminded this fan base what winning felt like at the highest of levels what winning felt like at the highest level. You know how good it feels when you're in a city and your team's winning? You know how good last fall felt? I mean, it was amazing. Every game we were going to, we were turned. And the folks that made the trip down to Charlotte were turned. They didn't get the results that they wanted, but they were turned. We were, we were having a jolly old time. A jolly old time. A, gra a grand old time. <laughs> like we were, oh, I was fun. And then fall ended, football season ended in December, and it hasn't been fun since. Now it's been fun on the ladies' side of things. 
Shout out to Sid Taylor, 31 points in their win in this last game. Career high, 31 points, or Louisville career high. But the grand marquee, the grand poupon of programs is the Louisville men's basketball team. And it hasn't been fun, man. It has not been fun for years. And that needs to change. Let me read some more of your text. Texter, Josh should be more on the hot seat than KP. Why do you feel that way, Texter? I, I continue to see people think that Josh Hurd should be on the hot seat. Why? Like, why should Josh be on? The, did you guys not just witness the football season? Fall 2023 was lit. <laughs> I went to every single game at Papa John. Well, it's not Papa John. Ellen in Cardinal Stadium. I went to every single one this past season, or in 2023, and it was awesome. It was awesome. And if you was there and you said it wasn't awesome, then you don't know what you're talking about. You just, so, no, Josh shouldn't be on the hot seat. Now, if Josh makes a hire and his next hire stinks, then I'm right there with you. But Josh hired Kenny because of the interim tag, because of the connections, and he had an interim tag. And the fan base was calling for Kenny to get the job. And he obliged. He made it happen. Now, this time, it will be all on him. And if this next hire stinks, then I'll be with you. But as of right now, no. He shouldn't be on the hot seat more than Kenny. I, I, don't, I don't agree with that at all. And you said because, Texter, because that was a terrible hire with KB, KP and Brom was uh, a given hire. Like I said, he had the interim tag. That's why he hired Kenny. The fan base was calling for him to hire Kenny. It was it was pretty much he didn't have a choice. His hands were tied. This next hire will determine whether he'll be on the hot seat. If he hires a guy that stinks, then I'll agree with you. But as of now, no, nah, I don't think he should be on the hot seat. Let me keep reading your text. Texter, what's the odds that KP came in thinking in his mind he wanted to change the cultural aspect, negative nationwide perspective of Louisville basketball, and allow the next coach to just win? That, my friend is very very nice of you <laughs> that is a very very nice thing to think that's not what he thought <laughs> that is not what he thought at all because in reality the negative aspect as far as the scandal stuff is gone but now it's just negative because you're losing all the time like you didn't change the negative aspect because you have 12 wins in two years so that is a nice thought and a nice gesture and that's throwing kenny a, a life raft but Kenny flunked. Like, is it you take a test and you fail? He failed at the job. He failed the test. And he had two years. He had 20 years to study for the test. Think about a test you studied for 20 years. And you get two chances to take it. And you failed both times. The first time you had a 12 out of 100. And this time you're going to have like a 48. And he's like, well, that's an improvement. I, I got a 48 instead of a 12. Yeah, but it's still a, a F. It's still an F, and you had 20 years to prepare for it. So, no, I'm, I'm not giving you uh, brownie points for getting a 48 instead of getting a freaking 12, and you had 20 years to study for it and had a cheat code, had an answer key in front of you. The freaking answer key in front of you had 20 years to study for it. You got to take it twice, and you failed both times. Just one time was historically bad, and the second is historically bad times two. So, no, but that was a nice gesture, Texter. It's a nice gesture. Texter. I don't think he should be in the hot seat, uh, but Josh deserves criticism for allowing this to continue. He has uh, he has chances to pull the plug. Now that I I can agree with that can I can agree with I can I can agree with you in saying that if you're mad at Josh for not making a move after DePaul or after Arkansas State or after UK when you had a big long break or after year one. That's fair. Like that that all of that is fair. I think there were circumstances on why he didn't make the move. I do. I don't know, but I'm just thinking this is just me guessing. This is not inside source or anything. I think there were circumstances that hindered him from making a change. But if you want to criticize him for that, that's fair. I mean, I, I don't think anybody is above criticism. Especially as bad as this thing has went. I don't think anybody's above criticism. When you get paid a bunch of money, that's what you get paid for. That's what the job, that's what, that's what the compensation is for, is for criticism like that. That's fair criticism. Thinking he should be on the hot seat more than Kenny Payne, I don't think that's fair. But this right here is saying, yeah, he should take some criticism for not pulling the plug on this disaster earlier. Huh, that's fair. That is fair to me. 
continue reading. Shout out to y'all, man. Text it in. 3831939 is the text line. 3831939 is the text line. Text her. Assistant coach is totally different than head coach. KP is a career assistant coach. Absolutely. But at the same time, there have been career assistant coaches that have done well. Jerome Tang was a 20-year assistant. He's done pretty well. Tommy Lloyd was a 20-year assistant at Gonzaga. He's done pretty well. But at the same time, one thing that, that Dave always points out, Dave Skull, shout out to Biscuit, he points out that those guys were trending in this direction, meaning trending in the direction that one day they will lead a big-time college basketball program. Like whether it was making adjustments, do, becoming associate head coaches, uh, even though they never take, took smaller jobs, they were prepping themselves, taking interviews, doing all kinds of stuff. They were prepping themselves to become the coaches that they now are with Kansas State making an Elite Eight run last year and Tommy Lloyd fighting for a one seed this year. So those guys did the proper thing to do when you want to become a big-time college basketball head coach, and that clearly wasn't the case with one Kenny Payne. Texter, do do another hour. <laughs> I wish. Uh, I wish, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate the love. Do another hour. I, I wish. But we, we got to get out of here pretty soon. I got, I got James Black looking at me like, man, you better wrap yeah, this we up. We getting that real soon. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I wish I could do another hour, but unfortunately we can't. Texter, under KP, one cloud was replaced with another. I, uh, Well, what I can say is, to that point, and I think we do have to get out of here soon. To that point, no. There are no clouds. Clouds are gone. The NCAA has done what they've done, which is nothing. This job, that's why I, I put out a tweet earlier this week. Jeff Borzello, ESPN staff writer, one of the biggest college basketball writers for ESPN. He came out and said, and I'm going to read from you, uh, read to you from that tweet. It says, this is the best job when it comes available in the country. I'm going to read word for word. It said, in December, it looked like Kenny Payne would, this is from ESPN.com, by the way, Kenny Payne would be sacked before the new year, but athletic director Josh Hurd announced that he would keep Payne in place, at least through the end of the campaign. Things haven't improved much. They haven't improved at all. <laughs> much for the Cardinals, however, who entered the week 8-18 eight and 18 overall and 3-12 and 12 in the ACC after going 4-28 and 28 overall and 2-18 and 18 in the ACC play last year it's hard to see Payne getting another season especially with Louisville last making a tournament in 2019 when uh, this one opens quote it will be the best job available this is coming from ESPN.com a guy who has no ties to Louisville no reason to say this this is with Ohio State opening or whoever else opening this will be the best job available that's why I say the cloud is there's there are no clouds uh, when this opens, it'll be the best job available with big names like Scott Drew, Nate Oates, Greg McDermott to Dusty May, all possibly on Herd's list. So that lets you know what the people think about what's taking place here in Louisville and what they think about the job. So there are no clouds. Thank you all, because you heard the sweet sounds of Larry June. That means it is time to leave. I appreciate you all for tuning in to the Victory Formation Sports Show right here each and every single Saturday, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. on 93.9 The Ville. For our producer, James Black, and myself, Jeff Lightsey Jr., we will see you guys next time. Peace. <laughs>